Um, you know what? So there is so much God wants us to know about Him. There is so much that God wants to reveal to us. There is so much of God He wants us to be exposed to. And if we create limits for ourselves, if we go on to put ourselves in certain in certain in certain constructions, then the will and the purpose of God will not unfold in our generation. In as much as God desires that his people walk and journey into unprecedented heights in him, he would want us to seek them. Now I said he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We are born again. Christ has found us. But we have to find God. He found us that we would find ourselves in Him. He gave us life that we will find life in Him. I don't know how many people are really getting what I'm saying. You came to Christ and you became a new creature. You had the newness of life. You had the life of God at work in you. You had the power of God at work in you. But to what end, for what purpose do you have the Holy Ghost? How are you utilizing what God has given you? Your faith, how are you utilizing it? That was said, and they made the grace of God be multiplied unto you according to the knowledge of the Son of God. And in first Peter, and may the grace of God be multiplied unto you according to the knowledge of the Son of God. That means grace is made available to you by the knowledge of God. How much of God have you found? How much of God has been revealed to you? Paul said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up. The word of his grace is able to build you up. It is able to establish you. It's, it is able to make you an edifice. And also give you an inheritance. So it means that the knowledge of God would give or grant you the access to an inheritance. There are so many believers when they come to Christ and they think that is all there is to God. That's he. See, we've been given eternal life. Yet you have to find eternal life. We've been given eternal life. Yes, we have to find eternal life. We've been given grace. Yes, we have to find grace. We've been given faith. Yes, we have to find faith in God. The journey with God is an adventure. In finding who you are in God, that He predestinated us in Him to conform to the image of His dear Son. So it is a journey that you embark on when you come into Christ. 
a journey in finding who God has made you, a journey in exuding God's presence, in becoming the very expression of God. As Jesus was, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, who was Christ? The Bible said he is the express image of the Father. That's what God has ordinated for us to be. That's our ordinated places. Yet he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavy places. But trust me, until you come to the knowledge of God, you will not ascend to those places. Yes, those places are there for us. But until we come up hither, we will not grant, we will not have access to those graces. So, so Paul said that an heir, as long as he's a child, he differ, he differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is put under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Who is an heir? When talk about an heir, it means a son or a daughter of a king. There was nothing that the child did to become an heir. He became a legitimate heir because he was born of a king. He became a legitimate heir because he was born of a king. That is holiness. He became holy not of what we have done. We became holy not of our own strength or of our own abilities. We became holy because we were born of God. Bible said, as many as received him, to them gave ye power to become sons of God, who were born not after the blood, nor after the will of the flesh, nor after the will of man, but were born of God. That means they have the nature of God. But I said, being born of being born again, not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible, that that is the word of God that abides forever. So our nature is not from this earth. Like Adam, he was begotten from the earth. But the last Adam was a Lord from heaven. Such is our identity. Such is our nature. We have holiness as a nature. So the heir did nothing to become, child did nothing to become an heir. He became an heir because he was born of a king. Then Paul says that as long as the heir is a child, he differeth nothing from a servant. As long as the heir is a child, he can't he can't command on authority. As long as it is a child, it has certain privileges as a child, but it can't other a servant as long as it's a child. As a child, it doesn't know his legitimate power, even as a child. As a child, it is destined to rule as his father. As a child, he has a legitimate claim to the throne. As a child, there are responsibilities and burdens on his head. But until the child grows, until the child develops, until the child goes through training, he remains as a servant. He remains as a child. He remains as a servant. What God seeks with us is not just children. God seeks rulers. God seeks kings. God seeks priests. 
is he seeking for matured men who would reason with him? God seeks for people who can bear his burdens. He said, Come all ye who are heavenly laden, and I shall give you rest. And take upon yourself my yoke. Take upon yourself my yoke. That means there is a burden God wants us to bear. There is a certain purpose, there is a certain thing that that has been on God's mind since eternity that He wants us to fulfill. So He said, An heir, as long as a servant, as long as a child, differeth nothing from the servant. But is put under tutors and governors. The child is put under tutors and governors. In order for the child to assume his position, in order for the child to know what his life is about, that was that he is put under tutors and governors. He is put under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the fathers. Who are the tutors and who are the governors? Just said something really profound. He said, I have so many things that I would want to tell you, but you cannot bear them. They were children. <laughs> they were children. They were old men, yet children. He said, I have so many things that I want to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Holy Ghost has come, he shall not tell of himself, but he shall say unto you whatever that I tell him. And he shall lead you into all truth. He's a tutor. The Holy Ghost is a governor. My God. The Holy Ghost is a governor. He rules. When you say the Lord Jesus, do you know what you mean? Lord Jesus. It is not just a title. The Lord Jesus. I was like, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you know what it means to call Jesus Lord? <laughs> it is not just a title. Just like a deacon. It's not just like a pastor, an apostle, an elder. It is not a, it is not a title, it is a word. It is a legislation. When you call Jesus your Lord, it means that He is in charge of your Lord, of, of, of your life. It means you hold your life not dear to yourself. It means you are a subject of His command. You are subject to His rulership. And as long as you live, you do not live for yourself but for Him. And eh, as long as a child, he differeth nothing from the servants, though he be lord of all, though he is born of a king. We've so, we, we have so many Christians going through spiritual attacks here and there, and all forms of afflictions. These are the reasons. He said, as long as the heir is a child, he is no different from the servants. 
So has, there are people who confess, I have the life of God at work in me. Yes, having the life of God at work in you makes tremendous power available. But until you grow up, that power will not have expression in your life. Oh God. Yet there is so much power, there is so much authority available for a Christian. But as long as you remain a child, you can't exercise those authority. As long as an heir remains a child, he differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. As long as a servant. But it's put under tutors and governors. So that was said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. That was said, he that descended is the same that ascended. For he gave some apostles, some prophets, some teachers and evangelists, some pastors, for the work of the ministry. Oh my God. La bilika tatata katike teke tebra zivekula baratas kita la adizaba ah sakila brando rapeliaka. He gave some pastors, some prophets, some apostles, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, but is put under tutors and governors. He said, but is put under tutors and governors. Apostles are teachers and governors. Aside the Holy Ghost, apostles are teachers and governors. Prophets are teachers and governors. They are the gift that God gave the church. In order for the children of God to come to the ordinated place, to where God has destined for them. He gave, he gave, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for their perfect of the saints. The apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors. They are given for the perfecting of the saints. As long as an heir remained a child. As long as an heir remains a child. He differeth nothing from a servant. As long as he remains a child. He differeth nothing from a servant. It doesn't mean the heir is more than a servant. No, the servant and the heir are all subjects of the king. Yes, we are born servants. We work with God as servants and rule with Him as princes. We rule with God as princes. We rule with God as priests. We work in His vineyard as servants. And in environment, we would, we would work with him. Jesus said, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. He said, What I see my father do, the same do I. He said, We are co laborers with God. 
God is the husbandman. So, God didn't want us to remain children. He didn't, he didn't want us to remain kids in Him. You know, there's a portion of scripture that says that Jesus told them to let the children come unto Him. For such, such as these are the kingdom of God. That means He made the kingdom for children. There's a, there's a dimension of infants that God wants us to exude. Children obey. Children trust. When you are a child, all that you think about life is your father and your mother. You trust them to the very end. That is how God wants us to see him. But when it comes to the dealings of God, he doesn't want children. He needs kings and priests. He needs priests, men of stature. He told Abraham, Shall I hide this thing from Abraham? Knowing that he shall surely become great, and that he shall command his household and children after him. Children don't command. Children obey. Priest command. Priest stands in the gap. God doesn't want children. That is why he gave gifts to the church. That is why he gave the prophets. He gave the apostles. He gave the evangelists. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry it is when the saints are perfected that gives them or grants them the access to their power that grants them the access to legislation power that grants them access to wisdom that grants them the access to the heavenly places he has apportioned for them you do not you do not know what you robbing your life of by disobeying your preacher, your pastor, your prophet, your evangelist. You don't know the hell. you don't know you don't know the harm you doing yourself by seeing them as men. men. Yes, they are men like we all are, but the office they occupy makes them different men. They were born like as you and I were born. They carry out life processes like you and I. But when it comes to the kingdom, they are not like us. From their office, they rule. They are gates for us. They are watchers of our destinies. They are instructors, they are commanders, they are stewards of the mysteries of God. They have the templates of God. If you want to know the will and the purposes of God for your life, just go to church. The pastor doesn't have doesn't necessarily have to come to you and prophesy to you. Just as he preaches God's word, the mind of God shall be revealed for your life.
that I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance so as you sit under a prophet as you sit under a preacher as you sit under an apostle as you sit under an evangelist a teacher a pastor that moment the word that comes to you is an inheritance for your life is an inheritance is a football for your destiny This is a fool of your destiny. This is a fool of your destiny. That is how they perfect us. He said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That is purpose. That is destiny. So, the gifts that God gave us, they are destiny helpers. They help our destinies. I will say, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. And as them that are watchers of our souls and shall give account, how do you see a man of God? How do you see a man of God? Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 said, I will give you pastors according to my own heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. Help us of our destinies. Help us of our destinies. When you sit under an apostle, what comes from his, his mouth is not mere words. Yes, he's a man. But as he stands in his office, he is no man. That was it. Now henceforth, no, we no man after the flesh. For he was with us. But he is no more. No, we any man after the flesh. Don't see your pastor as a member. That was it. He that received a prophet in the name of a prophet, received a prophet reward. So if a prophet comes to you, and you fail to receive him as a prophet. And then you just see him as any other ordinary man. He won't be a blessing to you. If you have a brother who is a man of God. And then all that. And you just see him as just a brother. You will not benefit from his, his office. Or from his priesthood. He would pray for you as a brother. But not as a prophet. When it comes to you. God will, God will speak to him. On the basis of how you have received him. He that received a prophet. In the name of a prophet. Receives a prophet reward. Let the elders that rule well. How do you see a man of God? What have you what have you said about your man of God? If you, you've uttered certain bad words that needs an apology just go to your pastor if there is there is there is confusion or there is strife between you and your man of god go back to your man of god and plead because he watches for your soul he carries the word of god sometimes we go about praying for destiny oh lord i need destiny helpers and it's your pastor is a destiny helper. 
your pastor is a destiny helper. Until you see him as such, the blessedness of his priesthood will not have effect on your life. So the Bible said that Nicodemus was when the Lord Jesus and said, Master, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher coming from God. And said, we know that thou art a teacher coming from God. And no man can do the thing that thou doest, except God be with him. Except God be with him. Except God be with him. The reason why Jesus preached Nicodemus was because he received Christ as one from God. He did not see him. He did not see him like as the other Pharisees saw Jesus. When Jesus was going about preaching, when Jesus was going about rebuking them, when Jesus was going about healing the sick, he saw that God was with him. He was no ordinary man. If you see your order as an ordinary man, you will not benefit from his ministry until you repent or change your mind. It doesn't matter his age. It doesn't matter whether he's a deacon, whether he's an elder, whether he's a pastor, whether he's an apostle, a prophet, and a whoever occupies an office. Don't joke with it. Yes, he might have straight shortcomings. But don't let his shortcomings rob you of the good things that God has for you. That was said, a good man, a good man, out of the resources of his heart, bringeth forth good things. A good man, out of the resources of his heart, bringeth forth good things. So as long as he's a man of God, as long as he's he is a servant of God. He carries the words of God. So when he makes a pronouncement by your life, it will have effect. A good man, out of the resources of the earth, he has something with God. He has something with God. He has the seal of God on his life. Don't see his shortcomings and rob your life of the blessings that God has for you. Don't get familiar with servants of God. Because in your error, you deprive your life. The devil ravenges your life. He feeds your mind with vain deceits. He fills your heart with anger, with strife, with hate. I don't know who is listening. But whatever position you find yourself in, whatever circumstance you find yourself in with your pastor or one of God, just plead for God's mercy. Plead for God's mercy. Plead for God's mercy. When the devil wants to hurt you so badly, he attacks your faith. He attacks your faith. You now begin to doubt the words of your man of God. You now begin to find fault with your man of God. And when that happens, his covering 
is taken from you because you have despised you've despised his ministry and so now the devil has that authority over your life the devil revenge your life plunges into your life anyhow because you spoke ill of a man of God because you had strife you were offended by things that shouldn't have offended you See, there are certain things you, 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 should learn, you should learn to let them go. You should learn to lay them aside. Paul said, we are compassed about by so a great cloud of witnesses. Let us, let us lay aside every weight. Strive is a weight. Hatred is a weight. Let us lay aside every weight that so easily beset us. That so robs us of God's presence. That easily Rose us of God's blessings and let us run the race that is set before us. Let us run the race that is set before us because of your destiny, because of what God has for you. Patch up with the man of God. If you've spoken ill of him or if you offended him in any way, go back to him and plead for mercy. Plead for mercy. Plead. Mercy and eh, as long as he's a child, he differed nothing from a servant, though he will not fall. So, that's where I bring the part one of this message to an end. And I believe you have so much, you're so much blessed, and that our eyes have been enlightened. I pray that God will continue to stir up insight in us, God will, con- will continue to show us his mercy in the name of Jesus. Amen.